Hello and greetings. The world has changed. In the 90 years that I've been on it, the world has changed. In the 40 years that you've been on it, the world has changed in one day that a new baby was born. It's changing every day. Here we are, almost at the end of 2021. We're in the middle of December. We're just a little bit away from what we celebrate as Christmas. The year 2021 is almost history. And here we are at another Christmas season. As I thought about the season that we call Christmas, I was led to once again contemplate its place in history. Now, let me be very clear. I'm adapting the title Christmas as it was intended when it was first introduced into the church life of the fourth century. So with that in mind, stick with me as we go through some of the things that the Bible has to say. Our program is called The Bible Speaks. So I am sure you expect me to defend what I say from the Bible. And I pray that God enables me to do that and enables you to see that. We're going to pray together. And I'm inviting you today to join in prayer for the Christians in Kenya and for those who are ministering to Somalians who have sought escape from persecution in Somalia to Kenya and to pray for the terrible condition in Ethiopia, the massive divide between Eritrea and the standing government. All we have needs to pray for our home wherever you live. So let's look to God today, remembering that we're in a chaotic world and God hasn't promised us peace on earth because Jesus was born. Peace on earth because Jesus lived and died and rose again. We'll talk more about that, but let's pray right now. Father in heaven, open our understanding to embrace your word. Open our hearts to embrace your lordship in our lives. And our Father, we pray for the believers in Kenya and for their ministry within their country and as a minister to Somalians who are escaping political and religious persecution. Oh God, let your people shine in the darkness. Lord, help us to be pure so we might be salt in the corruption. We pray for the people of Ethiopia, this ancient kingdom under stress and strain and trouble right now. Oh God, let those who know your name cry out to you for their native land. We pray for the trouble, the conflict, the division in the United States of America. And we ask, oh God, that members of your body, believers in Jesus Christ, the ones for whom Christ died will embrace the responsibility again of being lights in the darkness. Help us to realize that your theocratic rule is destined for the return of the Lord Jesus. In the meantime, we must shine in the darkness. We must stand up and be counted. Lord, help us to stand where Jesus stood alone outside the camp. Lord, we are willing today, by grace, to enter this Christmas season, realizing that the peace we seek 
comes from you and comes to us as individuals. And as each little light shines, our community will glow because Jesus is the light of the world. We thank you. We worship you. Amen. Whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not, this Christmas title was introduced as a celebration, Christ-centered Mass, as it has become a custom of the Church struggling to be relevant in a world of ceremonies and soulish celebrationists. Christmas, in our day, has gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. Most of it fits the ridiculous description. Faithful believers in Jesus Christ all across planet Earth will be joining into this questionable, for some Christians, Christmas season with humble hearts seeking to give themselves to him who gave himself for us. I pray that you will be one of those. Christmas. Oh, I know that there is a theory, and I believe it has a lot of merit, that it was adapted from an ancient heathen culture. And above that, I say to you, why not embrace the opportunity it provides? Convert the culture to suit the purposes of God. I remember the story of D.L. Moody, who was having a gospel crusade, and somebody brought a large sum of money as a gift for the ministry. And the elders suggested that he return the money because the man was a racehorse gambler. And D.L. Moody said, well, you know, friends, the devil has had that money long enough. It's about time it did something for God. Now, whether you want to accept that philosophy or not, that's how we ought to treat the Christmas celebration. Letting God Use the opportunity that you have. Do as Jesus did. Go where the people are. Paul did. He went into Athens and he went to the Areopagus and he mixed it up with the philosophers and those people who were talking about everything under the sun. And he talked about Jesus. So it may be that this Christmas season, sing the carols, enjoy the season, and proclaim the Savior. Oh, I love those Christmas songs. Some of them are theologically challenged, but we have wonderful songs that tell the story of the coming of the Lord Jesus. Let's listen up to one of those carols right now. Oh, I 
So then, with a clear understanding that Christmas is not a biblical command, in fact, the only birthdays that I know about celebrated in the Bible are the birthday celebrations in Genesis chapter 40, it was Pharaoh's birthday, and in Matthew chapter 16, it was Herod's birthday. Those are the only two birthday celebrations that the Bible speaks of, and each of them ended in a bloody, murderous fashion. So, the idea of celebrating a birthday is not a biblical one, but if it lends opportunity to exalt the living Christ, we ought to embrace that, I think. So with a clear understanding then that Jesus, nor Paul, nor Peter, nor James, nor John, nor any of the early believers or biblical characters introduced a Christmas message, they did set the example of being opportunists for presenting Jesus as a savior on a under any circumstance. May I suggest to you, though, that the story of Jesus, the babe in the manger, who became the sacrifice of Calvary, is a story of divine historical and prehistorical record. In consequence of this, beginning today and for the following two Sundays, I'll invite you to look at the divine blueprint, at the blueprint from the scriptures that speak of the story that includes Bethlehem's manger. It is a story of divine redemption, God's redemption story. We will examine the following, the plan, the promise, the predictions, the preparations, and the presentation, and the scriptures to back those up. So till then, I invite you to embrace the Jesus of the cross as your Lord and Savior, because without the cross, the cradle doesn't mean anything. So may God help you to go beyond the cradle to the cross and the resurrection and embrace the Lord Jesus as your very own Lord and Savior. Amen. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.